July 2018, two years before the dark times that we know today. We were young, you know, hopeful, so full of life. Uh, we got our first look at the next Halo. It's been about three years since the launch of Halo 5 Guardians, and Xbox really needed a win for Master Chief, right? Jump forward, two years. We're in the middle of a raging pandemic. It's been almost four months of gaming studios working from home. 343 Industries revealed the very first gameplay footage to overwhelming reviews. Through a lot of criticism and backlash, Xbox and 343 decided to make the now, I would say, wise choice and delay Halo Infinite one full calendar year, pushing back from December 2020 to December 2021. Today, the game has now been out for a couple of weeks with a free-to-play multiplayer that's been out for a little over a month. And finally, we could answer the question that we've been asking for almost, what is that now? Three years. Did Halo Infinite finish this fight? Hello, my name is Sergio, and I will be reviewing uh, Halo Infinite today on the Xbox Series X. I'm here with our lovely co-host, Drew. How are you feeling today, Drew? Uh... Feeling kind of shitty, uh, feeling a little under the weather, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and uh, call it the post Christmas hangover, yeah, post, yeah, um, the food it, coma, yeah, food coma. Um, I guess if we want to call it that, or um, perhaps my family uh, decided to finally off me, um, <laughs> who knows, um, yeah, but I'm excited, uh, to. Uh, sit here and talk about some Halo, uh, some more Halo, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, because about, uh, I would say maybe a little under a month ago, I would say, we had our Halo Legacy mm-hmm. episode go up. Yes. That, that was an episode where we really talked about, like, they needed to, to land this plane, like, spit up in the air for... For sure. Since, twenty, you know, 2015 was a rough time with Halo 5 and... Um, so it's the longest gap between Halo games and, you know, pandemic and all this stuff. And they, they really needed to, to land this thing. And yeah, uh, like, I think they really like the Halo four was like, okay. Uh, Halo five got like pretty bad reviews, like pretty consistently across the fan base. There was like, you know, Halo five is bad. Um, so I think, like, this was really, like, a do-or-die moment for, uh, for specifically for 343. Yeah, uh, Industries as, like, their, um, takeover of the franchise, you know? Yeah, they're the the Halo studio that haven't really made a Halo game that's been worthy of previous Halos, Mm. which, uh, Halo 4, again, I like, I think that's, that's a a pretty good game, but after that, it's a kind of rough. Like, I think it is it is a decently made game and like it, it is it's good but not like great. You know, it's not like on the same level, like I wouldn't put it on the same level as like a Halo three or a Halo Reach, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. So I mean yeah, this was like um like three four three needed like a great Halo game to be like, hey, see, look, we're actually like you know, we're actually doing a good thing here. We're actually making like great uh, Halo games, like that live up to the um, franchise's um, 
you know, like history and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, for the review, my main focus for the review is going to be the campaign. And then at the end, I really didn't write anything down for it, but I'll talk a little bit about multiplayer because I did I did spend about, I don't know, like 30 hours playing it. So not a lot, but, you know. I I played exactly one match on um, multiplayer before I realized that uh, I probably need to update some of my specs before (laughs) (laughs) uh, continuing on. Uh, So, yeah, um, I could talk about my one game, my one match that I played. All right. <laughs> so I'll start with uh, the the campaign plot. Like, what's the story, right? Mm-hmm. So Halo Five kind of left us in this weird place where Cortana's gone rogue. She started this revolution with the AIs. Mm-hmm. She has new forerunner technology co- uh, called the Guardians, where they're like these giant angel-looking ships that are made to destroy planets. And you, some Spartans. And Dr. Halsey, who's like the AI developer or whatever, are going to go out and stop Cortana. And that's where Halo 5 ended. Halo Infinite, it's like, uh, yeah, that, they basically conclude all of that stuff off. Off screen. Off yeah. screen, yeah. So it starts, it starts uh, six months after UNSC has been defeated outside of what's known as Zeta Halo, which is like a big ring that's actually used to make Halos at the hands of a Banished. This is a new offset of Covenant led by Brutes. Um, in the beginning, Master Chief is found floating in space by the pilot, who's one of the few survivors of the war, and he's been stuck in space. Together, they get to the Halo, and they begin making their way through the Banished with the help of a new AI codenamed The Weapon. Okay, so... No more Cortana. We got a new AA codenamed the Weapon, who's actually played by the same voice actress, and she does she she actually does a really good job because um, she plays three different characters in this game, and if you were to like to close your eyes and hear her talk, you would think it's actually three different people. The way she voices Cortana, the Weapon, and Halsey, it's, she did a great job, I think. Okay, so together, uh, oh wait, 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 that's the basic story. Um, they do close a few of the storylines from Halo 4 and 5, but I would say not in a satisfying way for people that were fans of that storyline. Like, if, you, if you're like if you one of those few people that are like, I love the Halo 4 and the Halo 5 Promethean, Guardian storyline, I want to see where this goes kind of thing, uh, you're not going to be satisfied. Um, yeah. Because in a way, this is kind of like a soft reboot for Halo. Um, so 343... I guess they kind of figured out, like, hey, what we're doing is just not working. Like, we need to figure out how we can bring in more people, how we can take Halo back to its roots. So they've had a couple of options in front of them, and I think they chose the correct one because they could either have completely ignored the last two games and just made up a whole new story with Master Chief and whatever. We're just going to reboot the series. Okay. Um or they could still build off and just build off that story that they've already done and just commit to it. Like, hey, we're going to keep going off of where Halo 5 lifts off and, you know, maybe the backlash is still going to be bad, but whatever. And what they did was kind of a mix of both, where they took the story and they did spend some time kind of 
they did spend some time to conclude it throughout the game where you see little like cutscenes that kind of fill in the gaps between what happened between infinite and five um but again like i said the main focus is about the new threats and zeta halo and all that mm-hmm. and to and it makes the most sense but it does leave that halo story in an awkward place for newcomers because you're like what's going on because like all this is not really related to the previous stuff or who's this who's that whatever right um i think it works in the end it does ultimately it does work so um let's go on to my next topic here which is the gameplay and this is where it's important like the last couple of halo games especially the halo 5 didn't really feel like halo in the sense that like the level designs are all gray and moody and just not the right feeling and the enemy types were terrible and the weapons sucked and you're just like what's going on like it's kind of slow he can't run like he's never able to run right but they found a way to make halo feel like halo again and bring it into the modern day now you can sprint and uh, they added a bunch of new additions to Master Chief that are for the better. Uh, the grapple shot uh, is probably the best thing to be added to a Halo game in such a long time. It has like a super low like recharge rate. So like I, I was constantly using it to just... There were some times where like, hey, this location is a thousand meters this way. Do you want to do you want a mongoose? And I'm like, nah, man, I got my grapple. Sh- I got my grapple hook <laughs> here. I can just I could just because you can use to shoot the ground and it'll pull you along. So I, I was I would actually like grapple my way across the land. <laughs> uh, and it's it's the grapple shot also adds a verticalness to the uh, combat. So like, you know, in previous halos, you'd be like. Everything would be lower but then there would be some enemies that are like above like snipers or whatever but now enemies are like there's actually like um like towers that stack up and you can like shoot you know a climb up or use the grapple shot get up top take a sniper out grab a sniper rifle start sniping and then jump down and grapple to you can actually grapple two enemies or you can grapple guns you can grapple these power cords and it's just great and it really um i think the new additions like the grapple hook uh, they have a dash and a uh, shield and what else was there yeah you can also grapple to like vehicles and stuff like that yeah so if you're in like uh if you're in a banshee for example and you like get out you can try and get out do like a cool trick shot and then grapple back to your banshee as if nothing ever happened yeah you know? i mean i mainly use it where like if uh if a villain or a villain or like a, if a banished or whatever if they were if they had me pinned with like a ghost or a whatever I would uh I would use my grapple shot to hook onto it and then kick them out like you could like steal their ride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um the the gameplay is great. Uh I think that's the strongest thing they did to improve it was like they really just sat down like what makes Halo gameplay, you know, Halo and how we bring that into the modern day. There's no more levels where like you just walk for five minutes and that's a level. No, that's over, baby. Now we got. This uh, it's actually an open world um, for the game, and I'm gonna explain how this works because the open world is a little interesting. So I'm gonna kind of go into the map and level design. So mm-hmm. the first two levels of Halo Infinite are actual levels. There's no open worldness to it. It's you are on a ship, 
you get off the ship and then you, you're gonna go to this um you you land on halo but then you're in like a um i don't know what to call it like you're in like a uh, like a structure okay right once you get out of that structure then you enter into the open world and then the rest of the game up until a certain point is going to stay in that open world and then once you reach a certain point it's going to go back into the structures and then you're out of the open world okay so it's an open world in a sense where like um it's not like a like a ghost of Tsushima or a spider-man where you could swing across new york or whatever mm-hmm. and there's like thousands of objectives or hundreds of object uh, you know side missions and little things you can do or whatever it, it will unlock aspects of it as you continue along the story and in my opinion this is one of the better ways to do an open world because it'll be like hey you're on you're on a current you're currently on a mission where like you have to activate these four spires across halo in this new map mm-hmm. and that, as as the the four spires open up you can uh, you can actually unlock different side missions that are I like if you're in one spire you unlock it and you move along to the other spire there will be like four or five little side missions on the way to the next spire so you're not you're not like um you know, you're not like going across the map to do something, and you go, "Oh, I got, I want to get this side mission over here." You're actually, you know, um, you, you can unlock them as you go, and that's, I think, that really works. Uh, so it's very different. It's not like a Far Cry or like a Ghost of Tsushima or whatever, um, or Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot less side quests in these in this game, and they're broken up into different types. So there's the fob bases. Where you go and you unlock uh, forward operating bases, and that from there you can actually get marines, you can get um, weapons, you can get vehicles, and all that stuff. And the more you get, you can start fast traveling across the map. Um, there's banished posts where you go, and there's like these like big like arena areas where you got to fight through the banished to destroy something that so they can't you know continue working on Halo. And if you once you accomplish this, you get valor points. And the more Valor points you get, the better the vehicles you can start to unlock. So, like, if you get a Valor points at a certain point, you can unlock a tank or you can unlock a plane, something like that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's the UNS distress calls where you can unlock more Marines. Like, you, you rescue groups of soldiers, and the bigger, you, the more people you rescue, the bigger your army gets. And they'll follow you into battle, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then there's high-value targets. And these are, like... Um, they're like big enemies that are like stronger health or whatever, and they have they have a cool weapon type that if you if you kill them you can actually get that weapon type. It's it's basically like a, a souped up version of a weapon that's on the game, so you can get like a cool sword or like a different type of gun and all that. And the cool thing is you can tackle any of these areas any way you want. So for example, uh, let's say that you want to take out a high value target. Okay, so let's say there's like a giant there's a brute that has like a rocket launcher that you can take out. Okay. And a lot of these high-value targets, it has the brute, and he's also like has a super high health, so he's hard to kill. And on top of that, he has like a little army with him, so you can go in by yourself and just go in guns blazing and just like try to kill them all, or you'll, you'll probably die. You can uh, you can go to a fob, get a tank, drive that tank over there, and then start blasting with the tank, which is you know could work. 
you could get a warthog, fill it with a bunch of marines, and drive it down there, take him out. Uh, what I like, what I like to do is I like to get like a sniper rifle and get to a high vantage point and start picking off his little guys, and then go down there and face him one on one. That's just that's just different ways that you can tackle, you know, the HVTs, the the fobs, the banished outposts, or the UNSC distress calls. It's it's basically there's not like a right way or a wrong way to do it, and I think right. that's I think that's uh one of the best parts. Okay. Yeah. I think it, like, and I think some of the earlier Halo games, like, have some of these parts that you're referencing where it's, like, it's not really open world, but it's more, like, it's just open area where it kind of lets you have a little bit more freedom to decide how to approach the situation. Yeah, it's more like a sandbox. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. Yeah. You know, like I said, this is not really an open world in the, your traditional sense, okay? Um, I'm going to go back into, like, the story mode and all that, or the story. So your main character is, of course, Master Chief. And this is the, one of the first times in any of the Halo games that he's probably the most human I've ever, like, experienced with Master Chief. Uh, for one, this is probably the most dialogue he's ever been given in a game, okay? Uh, the whole game, he actually has, like, a struggle, and and the most of it is basically his internal struggle with how everything went down with Cortana, and then if he can trust the new new AI because of what happened with Cortana. So that's kind of like his struggle. So he knows he needs the new AI to accomplish the mission. He's still struggling with what happened with Cortana, and it's great. And then um, he ends up taking like a father figure role in the game to the to the two other characters, so to the to the AI, the weapon, and to the pilot. And then there's a way he actually treats fallen Marines and Spartans um, that, again, it's like something that has never happened before in a Halo game where he's been he's very humanized. He's very it's it's almost emotion like they gave him actual emotions in this game. And it's like, well, this is different. Like before, you know, he, he was always like he would throw a one liner out or whatever, um, you know, like like uh, Master Chief, what are you doing? It's like finishing this fight. And then, you know, but now he's like. He has actually a dialogue, and he actually has feelings. It's weird, but it works. I think it's actually it's really surprising for me playing the game. I was like, I did not expect to have Master Chief, you know, almost make me cry at some points in the game. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's been more of, in the past, he's been more of, like, just kind of a... Not, I mean, like, he's talked in the games ever since, like, the first Halo game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's but, always but felt more of, like, just a... um like a vessel that the player inhabits and just carries through the game rather than an actual character himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, because he's a soldier also. Like, right, he just, he follows orders like a soldier does. So, um, but yeah, I've been hearing that, like, this game actually gives him a little bit more character, gives him a little bit more, like... I guess development uh, and like stuff to actually emote to, which is nice. Yeah, hundred percent. So the weapon, the AI, she's kind of like Cortana, but a naive version. So like, Cortana's no longer in the game. So the, the new dynamic, where as before, Cortana would actually give you information about what she knew, like oh this is Halo, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm. Um, the weapon doesn't know anything so then master chief's the one that's teaching her certain things as they go on this adventure and stuff like that mm. so she she knows how to unlock things she knows she's a she's a program that's able to infiltrate you know buildings and stuff like that 
but she has no information about you know who's who and stuff like that. Gotcha. And then the final main character is the pilot. Um, this is again, this is one of the first times in a Halo game, besides you know Captain Keys or uh, Johnson or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have like a human character that's in the fight with Master Chief. Um, it kind of rem- reminds me of in the first Halo, the pilot that's with you most of the game, um, Echo Two Nineteen, something like that. Yeah. Um, where you just hear her voice, right, and that's it, and mm-hmm. she'll drop whatever, and then she ends up dying. So you're like, oh man, that sucks, but there's no there's no re- real emotional impact with that because you really don't know her. Well, in this game, you actually, he, you know. He's in the game. You see him. He talks to you. He mm-hmm. he has he has a backstory with the family and stuff like that. And he his main character trait is that he's afraid. Like he just wants to get off Halo. Like he's like, look, we got our butts handed to us. I was stuck in space for six months, and I really just I just want to get out of here. And you're making this difficult for me. But he's helping Master Chief because Master Chief's like, I can get you home, but the only way to get home is if we do this exact thing. Right. So. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then there's the big, the bad guys throughout the game. This is the first time I can think really where there's been multiple bosses and multiple boss fights throughout the game. Um, some of them can actually get pretty difficult. Some of them actually have one-shot kills where I died a few, quite a few times. Um, but the environments that they're in and the way they, their AI, I actually enjoyed these boss fights. Like they, they weren't, sorry, they weren't annoying or anything. So good stuff. Um, nice. So some other thoughts I have before I get to some of my negative thoughts on the campaign is uh, this is probably the best writing for the grunts we've gotten since the first Halo. They are the funniest things that <laughs> have, have, they're so funny. Yeah. And they get so cocky and it's hilarious. Like, did you watch like a video game donkeys video on Halo? Yes, I did. Yeah. So like the part where the guy, the grunts like, please spare me, whatever. And then he, like, leaves, and then he starts, like, talk, tra- uh, t- uh, talking trash to him. That's, like, that's the level of writing it's at, but they're, like, everywhere. Like, um, there's even things, like, there's a propaganda tower where uh. you gotta destroy these towers, and it's basically where Grunt is just talking into, a, like, a, a, imagine, like, Infowars, but for Halo, and it's a Grunt, it's, like, Alex Jones. It's hilarious. Um, there's so many good moments like playing the game you're like did you really just say that like there's one part where i was kind of going these two grunts and i was like sneaking and they were talking and they're like master chief you're like oh he's lucky he never faced us we'll we always destroyed him like we'll get him and then i shot one and the guy's like oh no you killed my friend (laughs) so it's great uh i love i love it i love when you can kill them and their air pack explodes and green mess it's good stuff oh yeah all right all right so that's all the positives for the campaign. Get to some of the negatives. Um, there's a big hole in this um, campaign mode, and that hole is the co-op multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there is none. Yeah. No co-op. And I do think it's a little ridiculous that this will be out until like May or June of next year, of 2022. Um, so six-ish months away, and, you know... That might be around the time where people might want to be like, oop, you know what, I have, kind of have that itch to want to replay it. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's something that if it, it should have been there at launch. Um, because there are some parts where, like, man, this would just be so awesome with, like, a friend. 
Oh yeah. Just like right now, just doing this with a with a with a friend would be cool. Like um, that's that's when Halo is at its best. I think is when you're doing like couch co-op and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you it's kind of disappointing that it's yeah. not there at launch. Um, but with the, with the grapple shot, I, I can imagine you guys can do some just crazy shit. Hmm. And it just sucks. Like y'all, because you know, playing Halo with your friends. The campaign co-op is always like, hey, let's try this. Or like, hey, what's going on? Let's do this over here. Right. So, you know, and I'm excited for them. When it does come out, I'll probably, I'll try to replay it with my brother or something because he also has an Xbox. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, my other negative is the story does kind of end abruptly. Um, the whole second half of the game, they kind of build up to this enemy known as the Endless which are supposed to be an enemy worse than the flood, and they keep building up to them, like they keep talking about, them, like from, and it, it basically starts like halfway through the game and start talking about this new enemy, kind of like you did with Halo One, where like halfway through Halo you come across the flood, so they kind of start talking about enemies, like oh man, these guys are gonna be intense when you when you finally fight them, and this is where I get a little bit of a spoiler, you never you never fight them, you never see them, nothing happens with them, they just keep talking about them all the way to the very end. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, so it's like imagine Halo One, where instead of the part where you find the flood, it's you find them, you find someone who talks about the flood, and then you talk about the flood all the way up until the end of the game, and you never yeah. see the flood, and it's like what the heck, man. Uh, so, I, I'm not sure if there if this is just like hey we're leading up to a sequel, or it's gonna be some DLC where we you see what the endless is or whatever. But yeah, man, I was like what the heck, you're not even yeah. gonna show me what these things look like or you're not even gonna i don't know that that uh that is kind of a um a 343 like uh mantra or like you know they they've done this in each of the past two games where they've kind of like they've they've kind of either tried to do some more world building or like tried to build up to this like uh you know, some some force we don't know about, and then the game just kind of the game ends, and we never get to meet them. And they're like, "Oh, we're they'll well, they'll maybe show up in another game." And yeah, they've had a lot of both Halo Four and I and I know Halo Five also kind of do this, um, where they have like these just like cliffhanger, uh, I guess bits of lore that just never appear in the game, and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, for sure. And it does end on a cliffhanger again. Because uh, at the end of the game, you're still on Halo. Um, another spoiler here. So this is just for anyone out there. Uh, like I said in the beginning, UNSC was defeated. So there are a ton of Spartans that are from the books, the comics, other media, other games even, that die off screen <laughs> and you find their corpses. And that was kind of lame. Big oof. Yeah, that was kind of lame. So even like the because in Halo Five you play as Spartan Locke, and in this game he's dead. <laughs> he died off. So he was killed by the Banished. It's like great, okay, awesome. Um, and then my last little negative, and this didn't really bug me as much, but it is a negative. I would say it's like more. Of a, I think it, maybe I say more of a nitpick. It may be more. It may be more of a negative for other people, but the bio biodomes. It's all the same. It's all forest and grass, hill area. And that's it. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, like in other Halo games, there's a variety where you get like mm -hmm. snow planets, you get 
desert someplace, no area, desert area, stuff like that. None yeah. of that is in Halo. And what I'm, and again, you don't really get to go, you know, around the the whole loop. It's just like you're in one area of, the, of Halo itself in the open world. So that's where I can kind of forget it. We're like, we don't really go far in Halo. We're kind of in this area where we landed. Um, and I, I do think that they'll probably have, like I said, DLC where they'll open up other parts of the map. That way, you know, maybe we will get like, here's a, here's a DLC where it is snow planet or snow area, mountains, you know, here's a yeah. desert area or whatever. So that's that's what I think. And that's my hope. Yeah. Uh, so multiplayer, Drew, you did play one match. So do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about your experience playing this one match of multiplayer? So it is um, like if you're coming off of uh, like Halo 4 or like any of the previous uh, 343 games like I think the multiplayer still feels like the time to kill still feels about as equal in, um, in those previous two games uh, however I think what's the biggest improvement here has just been like the fun factor I think like especially with the additions of like some of the new gameplay mechanics like from in the campaign like we were talking about the grappling hook like that is you can utilize that in the multiplayer as well so um you can use it to you know grab onto vehicles you and like knock another player out of them like we were talking about you could do with the enemies um and you can use it to grab weapons and stuff like that um i yeah i i think just there's not it's not as um I guess I guess it's not as um, like Halo Five was more like because they they in Halo Five they actually had the ability for you to like aim down sights I believe um, with the weapons and th- that's that's gone now so you you don't do that anymore it, it feels a little bit more I guess Halo to not be able to aim down sights um, and then um, but uh, oh and the maps. Uh, the map there, I wish there was, like you were kind of saying with, like, I think the campaign variety, I wish there was a little bit more of a map variety, uh, in the multiplayer as well. Um, and maybe we'll get that with, like, um. Well, so they've uh, they've already said that they are, like, every map that they're going to release new maps, and those will be free. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get some more, we'll get some new map variety, we'll get, I know that they're already planning on adding, some new some more gameplay modes because right now i think there's only like one no, they've already, they already done that oh did they already okay yeah so so at, so at launch they had one playlist where all the modes were just stuck together yeah right so now they've actually released play, different playlists where you like i want to do swat a swap playlist or i want to do just slayer or just oddball okay um yeah. so they've done that um so like I actually really like the maps in the in the uh, multiplayer. I think there is a lot of variety in like sizes and stuff like that and layout. Um, I prefer the lot smaller maps. Like streets is a really good example of a yeah. map I really love. And I think I'm just a fan of bigger maps, so that's why yeah. maybe why and, I'm. Uh, like... Well, they do have bigger maps. They do have battle. Otherwise, you know. Yeah. You're gonna get the maps built for. Uh, built for four. 
Um, so yeah, I like I said, I I really I actually am a big fan of the multiplayer multiplayer where people were like, could Halo actually compete with Call of Duty? Call of and it I think it it was actually the the more well received of the three because they all came out around the same time. Um, Vanguard and um, Battlefield 2042. Yeah, and then Halo Infinite multiplayer, mm-hmm. and it was well, well the one that was well most rec- the well received of the bunch. Yes, uh, I agree. I, yeah, I think I think like it's definitely the best like multiplayer game. Uh, well, uh, like multiplayer shooter. I don't know. I mean, out, out of like. The big, I guess, like, yeah, the big three, like, Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, it's definitely the best. Um, and, I mean, they're still going to improve it. Like, it's still it's still being worked on. Like, that's why they released it, like, a week earlier before... Uh, it was uh, like... Or, like, two weeks earlier before the campaign or whatever. Yeah, is because, it was, like, two or three weeks, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, it's because they were like, hey, we're going to release this early so we can, like, get your feedback and we're going to start fixing this stuff as like soon as possible, which I really, really appreciate um, seeing that kind of mentality of like, Hey, we really want to get your guys feedback and yeah, um, we want to make this as, as good of an experience as possible. Um, So, and, and, and like the, the biggest issues with the multiplayer, um, IE the uh, XP, uh, the XP gain from your for your season pass and stuff like that. Like they've already started implementing hot fixes for that. They've they've said they've they're they've got other fixes on the way. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I I think like they are actually taking um, steps to like listen to the community. Um, you know, take the feedback, implement it, and yeah, like it should. That's just a nice thing to see. Um, especially because a lot of, um, a lot of like companies or, uh, you know, yeah, they'll just like studios, they'll just release a game. They'll just release like a multiplayer game or something like that. And it's like entirely dependent on like microtransactions, which this is still kind of, there's a little bit of that here, but you can also just play it. I mean, it is a free to play multiplayer segment like the the multiplayer is free to play so i mean they have to have some of that but um i think it's done a little bit more tastefully here i guess um and yeah like like you said uh sergio they're going to be adding new maps that are going to be free so you won't have to pay for any of those when they come out um you'll just be able to hop in the only things you have to pay for are just cosmetic things yeah Um, like all the all the armors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then don't actually add anything to if you can play better or not. And what, what does suck, though, is I think they're a little overpriced. For example, if you want to buy a uh, Spartan Core that makes your costume red, it, or your, your armor red, that's like eight bucks. Yeah. Like, um... So, like, that's something... So, like, dollars would be like, okay. But eight dollars, it's like, come on, dude. It's almost ten bucks for a color. Yeah, like, I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I hate microtransactions in games. I mean, it's, it's, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody out there that likes microtransactions, but, you know, I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And, I mean, 
it also is but you also have to take into account like if you have um like somebody who has game pass you know uh i mean you would get the multiplayer anyway for free but at that point you're also getting the campaign for free because it's on yeah. game pass it, well not for free because you're still paying the 15 dollars a month or whatever but yeah. Like you're getting it for free, quote unquote, because you've already got the game pass. So Yeah. It's true. Um you know, so you're you're actually saving like a shit ton bucks. of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that you could then you could then say, Okay, well now I feel a little bit more confident or or maybe I feel a little bit more like I can, you know, buy into some of those season passes. Uh, for the multiplayer or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. I get it. All right, so some closing thoughts for Halo. Uh, for me, I think this is a great return to form. For 343, you know, they actually made a game that I feel like could, that actually does live up to the original trilogy of games. Um, I love playing it. I had such a blast playing it. It's probably one of the my favorite times I've had this year. Um, I'll probably play it again. And like, and because like with the original games, you want to go back and play those missions over and over. You don't play them solo. You want to play them with your on the couch with a friend, right? Co-op, couch co-op. Um, but then with Halo Five, you know, I had no desire, and I still have no desire to go back and play Halo Five. Um, so that's a plus, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for what's next for Halo. Because Three Four Three claims that Halo Infinite is kind of going to be like the hub for Halo for the next 10 years. So that's this entire console generation. So is that like Halo Infinite is going to be where you're going to, you know, put all this, like, continue the story in it as well? Like, you're going to just release continuous DLC? Is it going to be only multiplayer for 10 years before the next game comes out? Like, what? So I'm curious to see which way that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is a great game to close the year out on. Um, I think it's another win for Xbox in 2021. This last half... Basically, since, you know, September of, well, maybe maybe even mid-summer point, E3 on, I think Microsoft and Xbox have basically dominated the gaming, you know, gaming console area. Uh, so I highly recommend everyone should go play Halo Infinite. Yeah. Whether you, it's unavailable on PC... And on Xbox One, Series X, and Series S, I played it on the Series X. It looked beautiful on the Series X. Uh, I'm not sure how it runs on the Xbox One, depending on which version yeah. you have. But, you know, that's how it goes. And obviously, PC is going to be the best way to play it if you have the specs. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Drew, where can they find us? Um, all right, well, guys, uh, if you want to come listen to any more of our episodes, um, we've got a whole uh, year and a half of worth of content you can go catch up on on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, you can also come over and check out what we're doing on our Facebook and Twitter pages um, and come chat about video games or anything you want to just talk about. Um, and we will be, uh, finishing out 2021 here, hopefully, uh, strong, um, and hopefully next year is also going to be, is just going to be, um, just back to another 
banner year for video games. So um, hopefully we'll have more of these reviews up for you um, in this next year. Yeah, and you can also find us on um, Twitter and Facebook at the game. I can never get it. At the Raiders pod? I think it's uh, at the G Raiders pod. G yeah. Raiders. Yeah, because we're G's. Yeah. Um, and just like um, 343, we're going to end this episode of Brother.